John the Baptist was the son of a prominent Levite priest. He was in the temple of Jerusalem. John inherited his father's status and was expected to follow in his footsteps, leading Israel in its devotion to God in the seat of power and the height of comfort. But John left the soft robes and stone walls for a life in the wilderness, clad in camel hair, forsaking all distraction, instead for solitude, prayer, and fasting, ultimately preaching a baptism of repentance, of turning from one's selfish and short-sighted ways, and of seeking directly from God what kind of life one ought to lead, one not mediated by the temple authorities, not predetermined and prescribed by the religious establishment of his day, but something less measured, less manicured, and more daunting. John wanted to hear God more clearly, so he withdrew from the world. And he dreamed dreams. What have you dreamt of recently? How long has it been since you last dreamed? Since you hoped for something fantastical to happen in the world, since you dared to believe that something new and unexpected might transpire in your daily life, in your family, in your neighborhood. What if our community's children no longer needed groceries from our church's Backpack Buddies program? What if our city's homeless found unexpected stability and no longer needed clothes sorted by our church's volunteers at Manor House? What if the collected socks on our sock tree had nowhere in particular to go? What if the adage that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer were reversed? It would be wonderful for all those dreams to come true, if they could be witnessed in our lifetimes and in our children's lifetimes. But as someone once said, to make a great dream come true, you must first have a great dream. How long has it been since you dreamed? And why? Maybe you got out of the habit Maybe you, like me, find yourself making excuses that you're too busy. I struggle to find time to pray, to listen to God's voice for my life, to dream. And it's embarrassing to admit it, because I know the way that helps me most keenly hear God's words. For me, I've tended to feel God's presence on long walks in the woods, and I've shared with you how I came to faith, how on a cold morning one year in my 20s, I walked up the side of a mountain in cloudy February silence. I was alone and planned to meet my friends a few miles south of me. My thoughts of other concerns eased away as I took in the sound of nothing but the pricks of tiny icy snowflakes falling on the dry brown leaves 
all around me. And I stopped. I saw and felt a light snow swirl in the ground and noticed that it wrapped around me as if I were being hugged by a giant's hand. I stood preoccupied there until the snow had finished falling. And in that place, I was convinced that in that moment, I was beheld by God and took up all of God's attention. God's eyes were fastened on me. All of a sudden, I believed, not just in my mind, but in my heart as well, that someone who loves me loves each of us absolutely and pursues us beyond the world's end. I've told you that story a lot of times, and it's shameful that it's been so long since I've had an experience like that. Have you ever had a feeling like that? Could you set aside time in the week to practice paying attention to God's presence? If the Holy Spirit were driving you, would you rearrange your day so that you might hear God prompting you more clearly. If you had to stop something, something you've gotten used to doing, something getting in the way of listening, something like numbing your feelings with television, eating, drinking, yelling, working, fighting, shopping, If you had to stop something you've gotten used to doing, could you stop for a moment and listen to God's voice crying out in the wilderness? I pray you can this Advent. Amen.